I get to sit down to do this. This is kind of a rare opportunity, you know. All five of uh, my wife and my sons are here today. I get to preach to them. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you can't always tell, uh, tell each one of them individually, but today is a rare opportunity. Well, there's an event that took place in the past that is solid proof for Christianity. You know what it is? Well, without it, there wouldn't be such a thing as a Christian. There wouldn't be such a thing as a Christian church. It did actually happen, and so what that means is that Jesus is the God that he claimed to be, and the Christian faith is the only true faith. Can you handle that? Okay. Now, I'm going to be uh, uh, speaking with a concept and that we need to keep in the back of our minds. There are two roads to life. One leads to life. One leads to death. So I'm going to hope that uh, by the time this message is over with today, every one of us in here are on the road to life. Now, death is unavoidable. We've never found a way to uh, escape it. Buddha, Muhammad, Confucius, Caesar, Marx, and Jesus all had a great impact on the world. But there's a difference. Even though they all died, all of them except Jesus are still dead. But Jesus is alive, and he's coming back, and one of these days we're going to be caught up in the clouds to be with him, to meet the Lord in the air, and so we'll ever be with the Lord. I'm looking forward to that day. I think that it's, uh, I think it's the next great event that's going to happen. I also think that it could even happen today. I don't know any reason, as I read the scripture, why Jesus couldn't come back today. So look forward to it, because it's a great event. Well, resurrection from the dead is the greatest of all miracles since creation itself. I just look at life as there being two miracles. I think creation was a miracle. And I think that resurrection is a miracle. You know, the uh, reasons why we can believe in the resurrection, first of all, the tomb was empty. 
nobody there anymore. Some people say, well, they looked at the wrong tomb. Problem was, there was only one tomb. So that uh, took care of that. Now, he first appeared to Mary, and then he appeared to the disciples at least 10 times. And then he appeared to over 500 people at one time. And there's not a single person out of all of those groups that would ever do anything but say, Jesus is alive. And through him, you can live eternally too. But that brings up a thought. I happen to understand scripture to teach that we're all going to live eternally. Uh, now, our bodies may experience death, but we won't. We'll never die. We're created in the image of God. Do you think God will ever die? No, of course not. But we're created in his image, and we are going to live forever. Well, death takes place when the body is separated from the spirit and the soul. Uh, you know what the body is, of course. It's that thing that you pinch and say, ouch. Okay. But what's the soul? I understand that the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. But what about the spirit? The spirit is our true nature that was made in the image of God. And like God, we will live forever through the resurrection. And we can choose where that forever will be. Aren't you glad? What a tremendous responsibility. Just think, you and I are facing the reality that we have to make a choice in this life of where we're going to live forever. I think that's something. The only two choices we have are heaven or hell. Now, this is going to be a short one today, by the way. <laughs> Even though I have all five of our boys here today, and this is the first chance I've ever had of getting them all together and preaching to them, you know, but I got some great boys. But we are, have all sinned because we disobeyed God. And remember those two roads, to, uh, two roads that we have? There's one that leads to life and one that leads to death. Well, Romans uh, 6.23 tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whether we like it or not, we have to deal with it. We're either going to have to face the consequences on our own, or we're going to have to have some help. Now, God, um, God has two natures. He's a just God, and that's why sin can have nothing in his presence to do. 
but he's a, a just and a holy God, but he's also a loving God. I'm so thankful that God loves me. I really am. Um, like I say, Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. But God's love and God's grace led him to pay the price himself. I don't know whether I could do that or not. You know, if my kids got in trouble and and they were going to be some serious consequences, I don't know whether I could say, well, I'll just jump in and take care of it for you. But God did. Second Corinthians 5.21 says that God made him, that's Jesus, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. I understand that uh, to teach us that God, for a period of time, laid aside his deity and took upon himself a human form because what he was going to do needed to be made available to us human beings. So he took upon himself the form of man and he went to the, he reached out into the past, the present, and the future. And he drew all of the sins of all of the world into his own body. And he took him to the cross. And he paid the penalty. So we have a choice today. We can still pay it ourselves if we choose to. And if we don't make a choice, we will. Or we can choose to make available what God has done through it through the Lord Jesus Christ in our behalf. How do we benefit from God's death? Well, I want to read a passage of scripture out of Acts. This is one of my favorite scriptures, and uh, whenever I'm talking to someone, uh, trying to introduce them to the Lord Jesus, I'll eventually use this passage of scripture. In Acts 2, beginning with verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. You know what repent means? It means that we suddenly wake up and we find out we're going the wrong direction and we turn around and go the other way. We've been walking away from God, walking in our own uh, mind, but now we turn around and say, God, what would you have me to do? How do I handle this situation? 
But um, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know that, uh, I don't know but what you could word this in your own words, and I think you should. But kind of winding things up here this morning, this is where I think we need to come to. Jesus, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. I believe that you took my sins in your own body and the sins of the entire world and you paid the price of death. So having repented of my sins, in other words, repented of my sins, I I turned around and started walking the other way. Having repented of my sins, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. And from now on, when I'm looking for a direction of life, that's who it'll be. think, buddy. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Grandpa. At 92. So I'm not, I'm not sure uh, what age you're at right now and what your experiences are, but I love looking forward to people that are even older in age and more mature and just say the confidence that you find in Scripture and to see it and to hear it I mean, what, a, what an amazing thing to have in our life. And so I um, get to sit with Grandpa pretty much weekly. Sometimes we miss um, here and there. A few, uh, last year we had Dr. Heim came. He came up to Church Project from, church, from uh, Denver Seminary, and he visited with us. He's one of my professors. And I went and had lunch with him a, a few weeks ago down in Denver. And he, the first question he asked wasn't, hey, how's your church doing? How's what's, the first thing he asked is, how's it going with Grandpa? And, and he said, I want to tell you something. And, and he, he told me something that was really, it, it felt a lot, it felt good in my heart to hear and, to, and to, to hear it. And it made me start processing it. He said, I want to tell you something, Aaron. What you're doing, meeting with Grandpa, that pleases God. And I think your, your church is going to continue to grow because what you do is pleasing to God. And he goes, and in the spiritual realm, I think what happens is, is this anointing is now not just with you and with other people, but you have the anointing of grandpa over the church, of church project, and it pleases God. And I thought, what an incredible thing that, that we get to be a part of, I get to be part of something that has an anointing of a 90-year-old man whose life has shown it and proved it. You get to hear this message, and we get, to, we get to walk under that anointing, and we get to make our own wakes as well wherever we go. I would, I would be honored at 92 to, be, to stand up and give a message as beautiful as that, as simple as that. So thank you, Grandpa, for giving that. I want to give us a chance for anyone in this room, maybe this is the first time visiting, and you're thinking, wow, okay, well, welcome to Church Project. 
um, on your chair are prayer, prayer response cards or response cards. And I think it'd be a shame for you to come in, hear an incredible, powerful message like that, and to, and to leave just not changed or not having a response. And so maybe the best you can do is just write down a prayer request and say, contact me, or I want to know more about Jesus, or whatever that is. I guarantee every one of us in this room has a prayer request. And so if you're bold enough Two, would you write your prayer request on the back? And if you're not receiving our emails, just put your emails there as well. And on the, in the back as you leave, there's a black box. That's our offering and tithe box. So you can put your offerings in there, but also put your prayer request cards in there, your information cards in there. Like we're a project of people that are not perfect. We're trying to figure this out. But man, I want to give a message like that when I'm 92. And I want to see what God's going to do in my life. And I want to keep walking in this anointing together. So in this place, would you join us? Would you join us in this anointing? And maybe for the first time today is the day that you're going to realize, hey, I have sin in my life. I'm living for me. And no longer is that going to be the case. I know and I accept that God died on the cross for my sin to cover over all my sin. And I want to move together in that anointing under that love. So maybe today that's your response to this message. I'm going to ask us, if you would, just to stand up, and and we'll continue just uh, in a little bit of of prayer here and singing that we had worshiped together. But Church Project, it's been great worshiping with you this morning, and we'll continue.